0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination
0: is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them.
1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. I can't remember what I was supposed to say. Has <laughs> a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers.
0: Mark Slareth, handsome sum, bitch, get out
1: here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast.
0: Hey, welcome to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Slareth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans, Scott DeHuff, producing the show. Got to thank our uh, presenting sponsor, the great people over there at Coor Water. Absolutely love core water, pH balanced at 7.4 to match your body's natural electrolytes and pH levels and everything else. And I'm telling you what, this water is crisp, clean. It is delicious, available at 7-Eleven. You're going to love it. You should check it out, the one with the big blue cap and the big giant hole, so you can get yourself nice and hydrated while you work out. It's what I use every time I work out. Find out more at hydratewithcore.com. Mike, how are you, buddy? Man, I am doing
1: well. What a what a crazy, busy time it has been in the NFL. All kinds of storylines. Mike McCarthy, Kareem Hunt.
0: Where do we start? I know. How about it? What, what, how'd you feel about Mike McCarthy getting canned before the season ended? Boy, can,
1: can I say that the Green Bay Packers under Mike McCarthy and Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers, the dynasty that never was, the dynasty that should have been. And Uh you know what? I I know there have been a lot of tributes coming out to Mike McCarthy. He won a lot of football games. But to me, for what he was given, um, I I think he underachieved as a coach. I think he underachieved. He he had Aaron Rodgers. He had a great team, and he should have won more than one Super Bowl, should have gone to more than one Super Bowl. I think he underachieved.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard because you, you think about 12 years he coached the Packers, right? Two losing seasons. One was last year when he, he lost Rodgers with that broken collarbone for nine games, right? Um, in those years, he took them to the playoffs, nine of 11 seasons, four NFC championship games, one Super Bowl title. I mean, so you tell me right now, if that's what you sign up for, like, hey, I'm going to give you a coach for the next 12 years, Mike regardless of what market you're in. And in that 12 years, you're going to the playoffs nine times. You're going to go to four championship games, and you're going to win a Super Bowl title. You signing up for it? Yep. Every team in the league signing up for that, are they not? Of course. Of course they are. So I get it. I think you look at it with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers has the same problem to me that a lot of these great supreme quarterbacks have. And that is they cover up so many of the warts on your football team that you tend to think you're a lot better off than you really are, that you're a lot deeper on your roster, that your roster is constructed better than you think. Until, you know what, that guy gets hurt, and then your whole roster is exposed. I used to say about Peyton Manning all the time, that's an 8-8 eight eight football team that's 12-4 and four every year because they have Peyton Manning. And, you know, people in Indianapolis would be so pissed off at me like I was public enemy number one until they lost Peyton Manning and they went two and four, or two and fourteen with Curtis Painter, I think. And I was like, boy, I, I I drastically overestimated the talent on that team. You know, I mean, I I get I get what you're saying about the dynasty that never was, but man. To think about going to four NFC championship games in, in 12 years and to think about the success they had in Green Bay. And maybe it's just time. Maybe it is that Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy no longer get along. Um, and this has been going on for a while, Mike. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever told this story. So, like, when they were in the Super Bowl, I was in my room. I was going to do TV, and Aaron called me. Um, and he's like, man, I like, like McCarthy is such a stress case. You know, he's so, he's just like, he's a grinder. He's this, he's that. Like, you've been to Super Bowls. How do you, what what do you do? What do you deal with it? Because it's like, it's like we're grinding so hard. And and I was like, can't be disrespectful, but you got to have a little fun. Like, you got to have some fun in practice and you got to, I mean, do something to lighten the mood, to lighten it up. So the players aren't so. You know, the, the coach can be so wound tight that it can play off on the players. And maybe that Mike McCarthy is such a grinder over all these years, it is just worn out Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I haven't talked to Aaron about that in in recent years. I haven't talked to him forever. This was, a, this was during their Super Bowl run. So I have no idea, Mike, but, um, you know, it just sounds to me like that relationship, it's run its course. And I'm sure they have a good relationship. I'm sure that it's just at a point where, they both are on each other's nerves, and and management just felt like, hey, they need, a, you know, they needed to change. I mean, I know one thing, like McCarthy's job was on the line. They fired a bunch of coaches, they replaced coaches, so his job was on the line going into the season. Going into the season, what do they do with Aaron Rodgers? They renegotiated his contract and made him the highest paid quarterback in the history of the league, right? So you know it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Not, I mean, he's not going anywhere. So I get, I guess, I, I guess, I get it. Um, sometimes a, a change of scenery is, I guess, needed, but it's hard to look at the Green Bay Packers with all the success they've had, though, and not, and not think, man, you had the greatest quarterback maybe um, in, in his time frame, arguably one of the best in history, and you won one world championship. All
1: win. right, so who makes sense for McCarthy? For what? Even if there was a sense that he underachieved with what he had in Green Bay, there, there is still something to be said for what he did there and, and what he experienced and how he won and what he saw that went into winning year after year after year. So where does he fit when you look around teams that will have a head coaching opening?
0: Well, I think, I, mean, I think McCarthy, he's had success. He is a grinder. He's a bit of an adult. You know, I mean, and we always talk about some new teams, you know, that, that need kind of adult supervision. So I think that you look at the Cleveland Browns, for instance, a team that, that certainly looks as though they're on the upswing. And it, it looks to me like they've got some culture and some swagger building with uh, Baker Mayfield. Do you need an offensive coach, kind of a, a, a guy that has been there, that's had a lot of success? and Briggs' instant credibility to an organization like that. Um, You know, I don't know, um, obviously, who's going to get fired. Uh, I have no idea. But you look at a a situation like in Cincinnati, where Marvin Lewis signed an extension, but it was really a one-year with a one-year option. Is Marvin Lewis going to retain his job after they fired him last year and then re-signed him? Um, You know, in Miami, is – you know, I know they're fighting for a playoff berth right now, but every time you go out to Miami and you hear—and I'm an Adam Gase fan—I like Adam Gase; he's a friend of mine. But you just hear about the culture of Miami and the issues that you have in Miami from a, a team cultural standpoint. You know, do you need an adult like that? I mean, I—I I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to be unemployed for long. I'll—I'll I'll tell you that much.
1: Well, okay, now Aaron Rodgers isn't blameless in all of this. Uh, he, uh, you know, Mark Chamura came out and said that uh, he, he looks like a prima donna in all of this. Uh, there, there's a there's an element of coach killer in all of this. There's yeah. an element of, you know, wah, wah, wah. I didn't get what I wanted. Now I want somebody else, and the coach has to pay. So, hey, moving forward, you know, the the, the pressure's ratcheted up on Aaron, isn't it?
0: Well, I, I don't think there's any question that it's ratcheted up on Aaron. I, I think that's – I mean, I think it's on you and, you know, the perception um, – looks bad I mean the perception becomes reality and you know there's plenty of rumors out there that that you know guys don't necessarily really like Aaron Rodgers now whether that's true or not I don't know but usually you know, you and I talk about it where there's smoke there always seems to be some fire and you know I've heard those rumors as well so um, I don't know if those are true or not I know this they said in Packer land that they're not giving Aaron Rodgers a voice in who becomes the next head coach I don't buy that but, but here's the thing, man. You may not buy it, But if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you want that? Well, I don't want I don't want
1: it out publicly, you know, I, I don't want people to know that, but behind the scenes, damn right, I want to be able to sign off on who this next guy's gonna be.
0: boy, I tell you what, if you're having problems in the locker room and they hire somebody that's, you know, the perception is your buddy buddies with him. And other guys don't like him in the locker room, and he's your guy. If you're already having issues in that locker room, could you imagine? I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. Well, but me. I think
1: it's a difference between hey, I want my guy versus this is this is the right the kind of guy. It's like, all right. For example, what what is the the name that is first of all coming up the most? the The first name being mentioned a lot is Josh McDaniels, which you know on on the surface doesn't that Make a lot of sense. You're, right. you're, you've you got a guy that spent all these years working with Tom Brady, and the idea is that he'll be able to get the most out of Aaron Rodgers, what's left of his prime.
0: Yeah. Well, never I mean, mind
1: the fact that McDaniel's was a hot mess as head coach the last time he got a chance.
0: Right. McDaniels. Well, you would hope that the most guys don't really don't really handle being a head coach the first time very well. So you would hope that you know Josh McDaniels would have grown from that experience, although. You know, it certainly didn't seem like he grew a whole lot when he accepted the head coaching job at Indianapolis and then <laughs> backed out, you know, hours later. So that doesn't look great um, by any stretch of the imagination. But you thought, you know, if it was the vitriolic nature, of the relationship where you and uh, and Mike McCarthy didn't get along and you butted heads a little bit, um, get ready for Hurricane Josh because Hurricane Josh will, uh, you know, give you a do-your-job and, and get in your face a little bit. So... It'll be interesting. I will say this about Josh McDaniels, man. When it comes to offensive game plans and putting people in positions to win, and doing it with, you know, with talent that you wouldn't think is superstar talent on the outside. Obviously, the quarterback has been in New England forever, but they've done it with a myriad of different running backs. They've done it with a bunch of different also-ran wide receivers, Mike. I mean, I think Julian Edelman's a great football player. Don't get me wrong. But, come on, when you put their receiving core up against any other receiving core in football, you know, I mean, they're not overspending on that position. Um, They are scheming guys wide open. And, uh, obviously, you know, they have a great tight end in Gronkowski, but he's been hurt a lot too. So, I mean, I, I see where that makes a ton of sense.
1: But can he be a good coach? There's no doubt in my mind that he would be. He'd have a great relationship with Rodgers, and uh, the two of them would just be, you know, they'd get along great when it came to talking offense, talking quarterback uh, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But but Ken McDaniel's, what? Just what's your read of him? Could you know? We got a lot of Packer fans who are listening to this. Does he strike you as somebody that learned from his past mistakes? And is ready to be one of those coaches who's much much better the second time around.
0: Well, I would you know listen, I would hope so, and I would think so, and I think part of the issue, Mike, that you get into when you've been in a system that is you know that is run by this domineering guy like Bill Belichick is most of the assistants try to come in and be Belichickian, you know, and then you start saying, well, this is how we did it in New England. I already called the Detroit game this season. Now with Matt Patricia. And Matt Patricia is a great dude. Like, I got along great with Matt Patricia. We had a great time talking, and, and, you know, they loved him as an assistant coach. But I know he is worn thin on some of the Detroit Lion guys because it's all about this is, you know, the New England way and do your job. And, you know, and all those mantras, although they may be true, that's great. And they may work in any situation, and I think you have to understand that. You have to put your spin on it. You know, you have to be your own man. You can't just be, you know, little Belichick. Because then I think guys tune you out. I think guys go, oh gosh, here we go. And I, I think that's just kind of human nature or the nature of the player in, in any regard. I think that's one of the things they do and one of the things that you have to be very, very careful about. If you're not authentic, if you're not your own guy, um, I think players quickly... Will tune you out. They'll as soon as something goes wrong, they'll go oh, here we go, little Mister, you know, little Mister Belichick, and I am uh, I'm not playing that game. So I think you've got to be very careful about about that following you around. And and we heard it from you and I have been in Denver forever. We heard it from the players in Denver when he was the head coach of Denver. That's what they were, you know, that's what some of the guys complained about, Mike.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you, you got to be your own guy, and we'll see when, when he gets that next opportunity, because he will, uh, if if he's that kind of guy. Uh, we, we, we go from being good, you know, good football conversation to this whole Kareem Hunt stuff, and boy, there's so many ways to go after it. I, I, I just want to start with this. Here's what drives me crazy, the hypocrisy that exists in the NFL and among NFL teams is there is no doubt in my mind that Kareem Hunt would have been picked up by a team on Monday if not for what just happened with Reuben Foster had the Reuben Foster story not happened and Washington didn't get the kind of grief that they got for picking up Foster claiming him mm-hmm. i believe Kareem Hunt would have been claimed by multiple teams
0: oh i don't like i don't think there's any question i think i think you look at Kansas City and like, one pretty bold move because when you think about talent, and what do we always say about talent, it it trumps problems. If you've got great talent, they'll put up with a bunch, a myriad of problems as long as you have that kind of talent. And there is no question that that guy has talent in spades, Mike. And I think it hurts them. You know, I was asked today on television, FS1, do I think it hurts their Super Bowl chances? And I said, you're damn right it does. Because you think about it. And you're really the one, and I didn't credit you, Mike. But of course you didn't. No, but
1: well, <laughs> intellectual property. Right? Yeah, you're my intellectual you get, you property. You get my
0: stuff. So I was just like, I was talking to them about kind of the theory that you and I have bounced around. It's really your theory, but I <laughs> kind of stole it. But the theory that we bounced around that you know every defense coordinator tells me when I'm doing a game that oh you know we got to make them one dimensional. Our first uh our, you know our first uh, order of businesses stop the run, and I'm like baloney. You guys, it's that's not the way it is because all you're thinking about is stopping the pass. You play with nickel, you play with dime. You have one linebacker on the field. You rarely ever have, you know, you never have three linebackers on the field anymore, and you rarely ever have two linebackers on the field anymore. Um, and, you know, that's the way that's the way it operates now. So it's always about how many pass defenders can we get in here, especially underneath because the game is so underneath, and then, you know, we'll take our chances trying to defend the run, and even if you get six yards of carry, um, you know what, we'll give you that. We'll give you five or six yards of carry, Um, thinking that you're going to have to put eight to 12 plays together to actually score, and and we're thinking you're going to get at least one holding call or you're going to stab yourself in the foot somehow. And so nobody does that. When you look at at Kareem Hunt, when you have to find a way to defend, you know, Tyreek Hill, and you have to find a way to defend – uh kelsey and you have to find a way to defend um you know the other guys on their roster uh from the receiver positions Uh, sammy is it sammy watkins that they signed he's been hurt some but um like they've got unbelievable talent all over the football field and now all of a sudden you use all that east west jet motion stuff the you know the um uh the way they make everything look, double screens, a fake bubble screen, a screen over to to um, to Kareem Hunt. To me, that dude is worth, you know, that dude's worth, in, in that system, he's worth five or six explosives, like 10-plus yard runs and 20-plus yard passes a game when what you're really trying to do is defend Jason Kelsey and defend Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey. Or Tra- what I say? Jason. Jason, you think like J- his offensive brother. Lineman, right offensive Uh Travis Kelsey, yeah. So it, that to me is really, like, that to me, he gives you in the passing game and the running game, he gives you five or six explosives. Now all of a sudden you take those out and, and dump that down to one or two? So like is that- Kansas
1: City still your favorite in the, well, I guess, were they ever your favorite? And if they were, are they still your favorite to go to the Super Bowl? On I see.
0: I think if they were, they were a slim favorite, and now they won't be a favorite. Who is? Well, I mean, they're only one game ahead of the Chargers, and they still have to play the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's going to be that's going to be a tough matchup. Um, and it's hard to you know it's hard to bet against the Patriots just from a coaching staff standpoint. And but if the Patriots have to go on the road, that's going to be tough, right? Like, the Patriots are a completely different road and and home team in the playoffs, to be sure. Um, I mean, they're still, don't get me wrong, they're still a really incredibly talented team. But I think, you know, Kareem Hunt is, I don't think he's getting the credit that he deserves for the success that they have had. You know the illusion of complexity, all the side to side jet sweep motion, all the different things they do. The eye candy. Out of these the eye candy
1: you talk about all the time.
0: Yeah, it's all eye candy, and yet then they they hand it to that guy, and, and like he can he can make a linebacker miss in the hole, he can run over a safety, he can make a safety miss for crying out loud, and he's a talented he's he's a talented pass catcher. I mean, this guy is this guy is a really good player, and. You know, I, I was asked today. Um, I was walking the halls here at down in New York at uh, FS1. Somebody goes, "Do you think he'll ever play again?" Hell yeah, he'll play. He would be, like you said. He'd be on a roster right now if it wasn't for the bad publicity that uh, you know that Washington got for for uh, for Foster. So for Ruben Foster, I I, mean, I just think it's only a matter of time. He'll be scooped up by somebody here. You know, they'll put him in a program and. You know they'll say all the right things, but uh, but that's kind of where I'm at with. Well, with that
1: and, guy. And let's not let's not give Kansas City too much credit, by the way, for you know doing the right thing. I think they saw where this thing was heading. He's on the commissioner's exempt list, uh, and w- which which means there, there hasn't even been a suspension handed down yet. But you know there's one coming, right? Probably at least six games. This guy's not playing football until next year at the earliest, and even if he does play football next year, he'll probably have to sit out the first. Uh, six games or so so I think Kansas City looked at and said he's not gonna be able to help us this year and he probably won't even be able to help us at the beginning of next year so if if ever there was a time to move on from him now's the time and and this gives them a chance to show people that they care I think they also understood that you know the more if they held on to Kareem Hunt it would start shifting the focus back which had kind of died down by the way shift the focus back to, you know, you were the one that also took a chance on Tyreek Hill. Right. So you got both Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt on your team?
0: Just didn't want anything to do with that. Right. No, you're you're right. I didn't even think about the point that the commissioner's exemplist, you're probably going to miss him for the rest of the season. That's a great point. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, as much as they're standing up for doing, quote-unquote, what's right, and they said, hey, you lied to us, we're going to move on, even with that said, you know, there is – there is the fact that the, he was probably going to miss time. I think the other thing that you look at, Mike, is shoot. Look at the running backs. Look at the running backs and the effect the running backs are having. I mean, just look no further than your your own division rival in in the Denver Broncos and what Philip Lindsey is doing as an undrafted, you know, as an undrafted free agent out of Colorado. And like Kareem Hunt was a third round draft choice. I mean, you're finding these guys. Uh, you know, you're finding these guys all over the place, and they're having unbelievable production in later rounds. So um, Alvin Kamara for the Saints, for crying out loud. Everybody seems to be having that kind of production.
1: You know, I was going to let this slide, but you said something when we were chatting before we started this that I I have to call you on. So you're telling me Uh – let me see if I get this straight. You're telling me in in an NFL year in which it's never been more pass-happy, it's never been more offensive-friendly – it's, it's never been more Star Wars-like with the numbers. You're trying to tell me, you're trying to make a case that the league MVP should be a defensive guy? Aaron oh, Donald? Yeah.
0: Come oh. on. What? Come on. Well, why, why not? Are you paying attention? Yeah, I'm paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I am paying Do you paying know attention. what the league is? Yeah, I, I, I understand what the league is. And who has truly set themselves like, hey, Patrick Mahomes has been great. There's no question he's been awesome. Okay? I'll give you that. Drew Brees has been great. Have either of those guys separated themselves? Jared Goff or all three of those guys or Tom Brady? Uh, they're all unbelievable. Correct. Yep. Have any of them really separated themselves at all from each, from each other? other? From the other. Um. Just the...
1: No. I yeah. I think you, could so make you can the make argument, a compelling yeah. argument that any of them, yeah. one of
0: those quarterbacks is right now is playing at, at, at an incredibly high level, and you can make a compelling argument that any one of those guys could be the MVP because they're all playing great, right? Aaron Donald is dominating defense. He's making plays in clutch situations. He's double teamed 73% of the time. And Aaron Donald has 16 and a half sacks from the inside. That's the NFL MVP. He's the best player in the NFL. The best. Wow. I mean,
1: what? Mark, we, you're telling me a guy who played in a game that was 54 to 51 is the MVP? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm I telling you. I mean, he made you. a couple of great big plays in that game, but it was still a 54 to 51 game. And you're telling me a defensive guy in a 54 51 game in a 50, you know, what's becoming more and more like a 54 51 league can be your MVP?
0: Dude, there's no like again. I go back to my argument and my problem with the Heisman Trophy. There's three guys that are representing the Heisman. Every one of them quarterbacks: Ohio State quarterback, Oklahoma quarterback. Alabama quarterback. You're telling me that there aren't there aren't other guys that are worthy. There aren't other guys who are great football players? I it's not just about numbers. Like, I you know, I, I it's about being a great player. That dude is playing at sixteen and a half sacks, leads the league right now, double team seventy three percent of the time. In a league where you literally get what eight to twelve opportunities to rush the passer a game, maybe, but we are in the midst of an offensive orgy right now. And yeah, where they where says, they throw the ball, it's a three step drop. They throw the ball, it's out of your hands in two seconds. It's like see, all right, you love a great analogy, right? You love I mean, analogies. I do. All right, I'm going to give do. you one.
1: All right, you and I are in Vegas and we decide to crush a buffet. Okay. All right. We're staying at that buffet, and, man, we are loading our plates. Right. The plates are just groaning from Mm -hmm. all the food that we're putting on it, right? Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, we got to Huff with us, and he's getting a salad. Right. And we look at him and like, dude, (laughs) you're surrounded by all this food, and you're just eating a salad? Right. That's what you're trying to say here. In, in, In a world in which we've got nothing but Offensive numbers, an offensive buffet around us. You're trying to make the case for the salad.
0: Mike, 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 Mike. Huh? What do you think no. of that one, Duff? No. <laughs> I no. like salad. <laughs> no, Mike. I'm making the case for the salad that has eggs, chicken, bacon. Ooh. Right. You're going full chef, cheese, full chef salad on me. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. Turkey, Ooh. I mean, like starting. every there's some salami on there. Maybe you throw on who knows some pasta. Oh I'm talking about a 14... side of
1: tuna fish on the right on the side of that. I'm talking Ooh.
0: about a fourteen thousand calorie salad is what I'm talking about. <laughs> like there's a whole vat of ranch dressing oh. on that some bitch. Yes, touche, Marshall. Yes, touche. Yes. All right. <laughs> Man, all
1: right. I got, I'm craving a chef salad right now. I know it does oh, sound kind man. of good, that doesn't sounds, it? Like, put little radishes on it. Ooh, ooh, it's good ooh. stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. All right. You got. All right. So Aaron Donald is uh, your your pick for MVP. You know it's not going to happen, though.
0: Of course, it's not going to happen. It's the same
1: reason why you'll never get a defensive player, you know, winning the Heisman.
0: Right. It's not. It's not sexy enough. You can't market it enough. It's not the. Uh... Did you see the picture of him floating around the internet after the game? Oh the my day, god! Where he had his shirt off? Oh my god! Just ripped! thats, that's 285 pounds, yeah. Mike. Yeah, that
1: is not taco meat and cheese whiz.
0: No, his diet is different than mine. Apparently, <laughs> Lord have mercy! What does he got? The he's got the metabolism of a hummingbird for crying out loud! <laughs> Looked like the Incredible Hulk. I mean, just ripped. He had he had like his, his his trap was on top of a trap. It was like a, it was it was on top. It was like it was built out of I don't know what, but it was it was not natural looking. <laughs> just just like gosh.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It is it is something we can we can only aspire to mm-hmm. in our in our dreams. Uh, well, I'm glad we've had fun because it it. Um, uh, avoids us talking about the fact we are both one and two with our money maker picks, which we'll we'll try to uh, we'll try to change later on the week.
0: Yeah, well, you know, last weekend was a bit of uh, that was a tough weekend, man. Yeah, you know, never you always talk about it being a week to week league, and then every now <laughs> and again right. you have a week like last week That's that right. goes. It is a week to week. That's league. right.
1: That was right. That, our picks were just that was Arizona beating Green Bay right there. Right. Where did that come from?
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. I've called five Arizona games, man. I, I'm like, I'm I'm right there. I'm like, when you lose to Arizona, that team is a bad, bad football team. So, I mean, I get it. I, I get uh, what they're doing there. But anyhow. We'll bounce yeah, back later. We'll bounce back. Yep. There's no question about it. All We're right. going to bounce back. It's going to be all good, my friend. Hey, for everybody involved in the of Truth Podcast, we'll be back later on in the week. Thanks to Mike Evans, Scott the Huff. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, the great folks at Core Water. We'll be back with our moneymaker picks and a whole lot more. Um, but for me, thank you so much for the of Truth Podcast. We'll talk to you on later on the week.